Thanks for tuning in to the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast, where we talk about your body, how it moves, and empowering you with the knowledge to manage and treat your pain or discomfort. You will also get an exclusive behind-the-scenes look at a successful private practice. You have the questions, and we have the answers. Now let's get moving. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast. I'm your host, Matt. Allie's here again. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm not sure if you are aware. Uh, I was not aware. I learned something that April is the National Month of Hope. And it makes sense. You know, the trees are budding. The flowers are blooming. <laughs> the snow is hopefully done. Hopefully. Yeah, exactly. So lots of things to be hopeful for. And uh, in, in a little bit of background looking here, it was uh, founded by a group called Mothers in Crisis. And so... Um, that got us thinking, you know, what can we do? What kind of hope can we bring out there in the National Month of Hope to mothers? And we wanted to do a follow-up and a little bit of a deeper dive into pelvic floor physical therapy. Uh, a few weeks back, we did kind of an intro. And, yeah, hopefully uh, everyone tuned into our other episode, and this would be a great time, if you haven't, yeah. to go back and see the pelvic floor episode that we did with Kathleen. And so we have Kathleen back again, mm -hmm. and uh, you guys will get to hear some great information, offering hope to maybe some diagnoses or problems out there that people thought, oh, nothing can be done for this or that. And uh, you'll soon learn that you also have direct access <laughs> for these issues to Oxford Physical Therapy. That's right. And hey, this is for all those mothers out there listening, new moms, moms who already have their fifth kid. Um, experience Anybody mothers. that loves a mom. Too. Everybody that loves you know? a mom wants I mean, to I'm send sure, this information yeah, to them. Yeah, you could hear your, your wife or your mother, you know, they need this information out right. there. It's, it's good all, for everyone. It's all good. <laughs> yep. Well, hold tight. Yep. And we'll get Kathleen on for her interview. Thanks, Kathleen, again for joining us on the podcast. Special guest to talk a little bit more in depth about pelvic floor and physical therapy. Um, Kathleen, you know, we're talking now, it's April, and uh, it's National Month of Hope, and uh, we did a little background, and National Month of Hope was founded by an organization called Mothers in Crisis, and uh, so we got to thinking, you know, what could we do to help Mothers in Crisis, but maybe raise some awareness about some hope out there for certain pelvic floor diagnoses. Yep, with Mother's Day coming up, we have a lot of new moms, a lot of quarantine babies being had, and some you know experienced mothers out there that might need the experience and the knowledge that you can provide as a pelvic health specialist. Great, I'm so, glad to be here. <laughs> what are what are some of the things that um, you have seen in your practice that maybe uh, mothers or women just assume is is normal or natural and something that they have to, to put up with or deal with? Yeah. So, um, you know, it's obviously having a baby is, um, is basically an injury to the pelvic floor muscles. Um, and even during pregnancy, the stretching that happens during, um, you know, the expanding baby, um, there's a lot of stretching that happens in the abdominal region. Um, and so, you know, through that, there's some weakness that happens in those muscles. Um, and with that weakness, you might experience some incontinence. Um, that can be either urinary incontinence or even, you know, stool incontinence. Um, there might be some pain that you're having um, in either the abdominal region, the low back region, the hips, um, in, in the pelvic floor area. Um, and these are all things that 
you know, you might hear say, oh, yeah, that happened to me too, and people just kind of assume that it's a natural thing. But just like any other orthopedic injury, you know, if you sprained your knee or your shoulder, you know that you can go to physical therapy and get it back to normal. It's the same thing with the pelvic floor after um, pregnancy and delivery. Yeah, so I think that's an important uh, point to really make is, you know, in this concept of month of hope, um, it doesn't have to mean that this is the way things always are from this point forward, correct? Absolutely, absolutely. And physical therapy can it help a great deal. Yeah, and so we went, um, we went and kind of did our overview. Some of our listeners may have heard uh, a few weeks ago. Um, let's talk a little bit of specifics here for that postpartum patient. Um, what are some of the things in physical therapy that they might experience, or uh, what are some of the treatments that we might uh, invoke to help them, you know, get out of that uh, post-injury uh, state that you mentioned? Sure. Um, well, you know, as as I'm sure everyone knows, the pelvic floor is not an area that you can see very easily. You know. Um, so, you know, going to just a general exercise program um, doesn't necessarily help you know if you're doing the pelvic floor exercise correctly. Um, mm-hmm. So um, a pelvic floor physical therapist can do, um, you know, um, evaluations, for instance, using um, biofeedback that actually can um, show the therapist and the patient um, how they're contracting or and relaxing their pelvic floor so that they can get um, confident that they're doing that um, exercise correctly. Um, and then, you know, it's um, a matter of strengthening the muscles that are weak um, and um, improving the flexibility of any muscles that might be tight, um, reducing any muscle spasm, um, when we strengthen, we're talking about, you know, the typical um, core training that, that they might do, um, like in a Pilates program or a yoga program. Um, but um, as I said, you know, the pelvic floor, you can't readily see that it's doing it the right thing. So a pelvic floor therapist can help you with that. Right, right. And um, so just let's talk a little bit in case listeners maybe are unfamiliar. Um, biofeedback would be like a machine that would be used to gauge um, or indicate muscle contraction. Is that correct? That's right. Um, A biofeedback is um, a very um, non-invasive instrument that we have. Um, Mm -hmm. We just place patches on the skin around the vaginal area, and Mm -hmm. it reads the activity of the muscle. It doesn't impart any electrical stimulation. It just reads the activity of the muscle, and it puts it on a nice little computer screen so that the therapist and the patient can see, Um, and um, that way you can um, visualize what your muscle is doing. So, you know, it's no different than saying, you know, okay, I want you to do this exercise, and I want this this to look like this because it's good form. It's, you know, biomechanically correct. Um, It's the same thing with biofeedback. It really helps to... um, teach you what what it's supposed to look like (laughs) that makes sense yeah would it be correct to say that uh, you know each pregnancy could be different so someone could have a second or third child and maybe not experience these issues the first time but could the second or third time sure every single pregnancy is different every delivery is different um Mm -hmm. 
if you, um, you know, have a very, um, you know, gentle delivery, if the baby is very small and you um, have a have a good, um, you know, um, um, preparation to deliver, you might not have a lot of injury to the pelvic floor. Um, whereas, you know, the very next um, pregnancy, you might actually tear or have a laceration or require an episiotomy. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, the same thing, you know, there might be, you might not have a vaginal delivery, you might have a C-section, um, but all of these um, things are things that, um, you know, the pelvic floor physical therapist can help with. Yeah. And we're, we're talking a little bit here about timelines. Um, and I know I have two kids. I obviously didn't deliver any of them, but the <laughs> first few weeks are just crazy. And even the first few months, especially if you're a new parent and you're just trying to figure life out. Sure. Um, how long, what if someone's thinking, oh my gosh, I, I have these symptoms or I had this delivery, um, but I think it's too, too late. I mean, oh, speak yeah. to that person, like how yeah. soon do they need to get care? Yeah. Okay. It's never too late. And I always um, recommend, the ideal thing would be that we see you before um, delivery. That way Uh we can give you some very simple things that you could do even while you're breastfeeding um, to, um, um, you know, start to improve the circulation, improve the um, function of that area. Um, Mm -hmm. But if not, um, um, because, you know, we know that you've got to, you know, there's a huge adjustment period. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so definitely, you know, spend the time with your, with your, um, you know, your family and, and it's not necessary that you jump right back into it. Um, But um, no, I have seen women years later um, and, you know, they have, they have a separation in their abdominal wall because of that, that stretching that naturally occurs during pregnancy. And, um, you know, they went back to doing just general abdominal exercise. So it never brought it back to its normal, um, you know, strength. It always had a weakness to it. And mm-hmm. even this is even years later, you know, these are women that are 20, 30 years later, and we can get them back. So oh, wow. um, it's never too late. <laughs> Well, that's good to know. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, um, I'm sure some people out there are thinking, well, if I need this, my OB will tell me I need this or my, you know, doctor will tell me. But I would be remiss if I didn't mention <laughs> that our listeners and, and they should know and educate the, their loved ones that they have direct access to Oxford Physical Therapy. And um, how often do you see patients being their own advocate versus being referred for this kind of a thing? Yes, absolutely. That's so important. Um, and it really is important to understand that, um, you know, the, the OBGYN, you know, their primary, you know, interest is making sure that you have a healthy delivery. Um, sure. And so, you know, unless you're having, you know, problems at the time, they might not consider, you know, that, um, you know, a referral to physical therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, in Europe, um, you know, because they have national medicine and because of, you know, their consideration of cost savings, they have realized that if they give women six weeks of postpartum physical therapy, that in the long run, it saves their national health care system a lot of money because 
they don't have to have those big dollar surgeries later on, you know, when they're older. So they automatically get six weeks of postpartum physical therapy. So, mm-hmm. um, so, so you know, this is something that is not unusual in um, most of <laughs> Europe, Europe, but um, definitely it's not that um, commonplace yet in the United States. So I encourage women to, to understand that and be proactive because they don't need to have a doctor's referral. Um, when they come to us, we will communicate with their doctor so that they know that um, if there is any issues um, that um, we need to be aware of, we will communicate with their um, physician and make sure that they get a holistic um, approach to their care. Yeah, that's fantastic. And, you know, I love to go back to that comment you said about you, you really enjoy to see the person before delivery and we've talked on several other episodes uh, when we talk about knee replacement or shoulder replacement surgery, things like that, about prehab and about what physical therapy can do beforehand. And, um, you know, I think that's just fantastic advice to get a visit maybe in that last trimester, um, you know, and certainly along the course of pregnancy. If you could just talk a little bit about, I think there's an assumption that, oh, this just, I just have to be miserable when I'm pregnant. And I think there's discomfort, <laughs> right? But yeah. are, there are a lot of things we could do along the way to help. Uh, yes. Um, so, you know, just just to even see someone that, um, you know, before delivery to allow them to know the simple things that they can do to start the rehab process, um, you know, during that early postpartum care. Um, if Simple things like just knowing that they're doing the pelvic floor contractions properly. You can do those while you're breastfeeding. Um, also, you know, how to properly pick up your baby. You know, that baby is going to grow, you know, very fast within a short period of time. Um, if, if your core is weak, your tendency is to um, artificially stabilize or provide that strength to lift by increasing intradermal pressure. Well, if you have weak um, pelvic floor, now you're just putting downward pressure on those organs, um, ligaments that are holding it up, and you're creating the situation or potential of incontinence um, because of incorrect lifting techniques. And we can show you the proper way to do that, you know, before you deliver. So that way, when you do, um, you know, start to, you know, carry around the baby and, um, you know, have to lift it as it continues to increase its its weight, um, you're doing it properly and you're not going to hurt yourself. I think that's great advice. And I, I mean, I can speak from an orthopedic standpoint. I've seen several um, new moms with car seat injuries because, you know, <laughs> trying to get that baby and getting that pumpkin seat that like lifts in and out of the car. I mean, that's heavy and you're twisted and rotated and it's terrible ergonomics. And so it definitely is this new bundle of joy can be quite heavy. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Very, very much so. And so we can, you know, teach you how to do that. The other thing is, is that, you know, um, some women um, might have some soreness, you know, whether if they have a laceration or they have, um, you know, a significant amount of stretch during delivery. Um, and, you know, we teach you, you know, simple first aid techniques, you know, like how to apply ice to that area, 
it, it's a little bit different than, you know, just putting, slapping on ice on your shoulder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. A little bit more, um, you know, sensitive area. Um, or, and when it's appropriate to start using heat. So we give you that information, you know, beforehand. And it can be very helpful. Um, you know, you're, you're so busy. There's, you know, you, that's the last thing that you want to think of after, you, you know, right after delivery that you want to go, you know, drag your baby somewhere. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and give I, you as much information as possible beforehand, you know, um, that's the best way. Well, and I think about everything that's done ahead of time to prepare for the birth. And you think about the nursery and the showers and the equipment and everything you get. And it's like, we want to make sure we're taking care of mom and taking care of mom's body too. And I think it would be, you know, a small investment of time. We're talking maybe an hour, hour and a half at the most. And like, man, the the tremendous upside that you could have, I think would be really, really good. So yeah, that's good yeah. advice. So we've talked a lot about new moms in postpartum, but I think really, um, for me, what I see looking at the month of hope in an area that we can offer hope for is um, people suffering from incontinence. And if you could just talk a little bit, maybe separately, um, it could be it could be mothers that are having incontinence later in life, like you mentioned, um, but it doesn't necessarily have to be correct. Right, right. Um, so, um, you know, let's just talk about urinary incontinence. Um, you know, the, um, the type of urinary incontinence that we may, um, you know, help a lot, um, it's called stress urinary incontinence. And all that is means is that when there's some type of outside pressure that is placed on the bladder, like if you cough or you lift or um, laugh or jump or exercise, uh, puts pressure on the bladder and uh, some urine can can um, be escaped. Um, that is a very mechanical um, um, situation where this you, know, you just need strengthening um, to improve that ability to um, counter pressure, you know, to keep the urine in during that, you know, outside pressure. Um, another type of urinary incontinence that we can help are the kind that you have an urge, but you can't make it to the bathroom in time. Um, again, there's a natural mechanism that when the bladder um, starts to contract, which is that urgency that you feel, um, there should be a natural reflex that the pelvic floor contracts to turn off that reflex of the bladder contracting. Um, and if the pelvic floor muscles are weak, you lose that reflex, you know, and so as a result, the bladder contracts and you lose a little bit of urine that way. Um, so, um, you know, the pelvic floor physical therapist makes sure that you have healthy, well-functioning pelvic floor muscles, and then we train it to appropriately contract when it's supposed to. So if you're jumping, you know, we train that pelvic floor muscle to contract on, you know, that that increased pressure, or if during that urge, we train that muscle to contract at that, you know, at that moment of, of urgency. <laughs> Yeah, and I guess, you know, where it really hits home to me is I see all this marketing and I see all of these efforts on designing better undergarments, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, to, to stop leaks and catch leaks. and Right, they're there to catch it, but they're not there to stop it, like you yeah, said. Yeah, and it, to me, it's just like we're doing a total disservice to folks that have that issue if they... Um, you know, aren't aware that there is treatment out there to not just deal with the symptoms, but the problem. Yes. And every day, there, 
is a woman that comes into our office with incontinence that says, why didn't anybody tell me that you existed? Right. Um, so we know that, you know, there's not, you know, a, a true knowledge of what physical therapy can do out there. You know, um, physical therapists don't have the big monetary things that Procter & Gamble have. <laughs> right. get, those, right. get those great ads out there for the, you know, for the incontinence, um, you know, pads and, and um, clothing. Um, yeah. But um, so as a result, you know, people don't know. So hopefully podcasts um, like this will will help to you know, spread, spread the news. Yeah. And again, I think uh, if we could just talk about timelines, so someone that maybe has suffered from incontinence, they might think, oh, I've had this problem for so long. There's no way that you could help me. Would that be uh, a common thought or comment you hear? Yeah, I would imagine that people do think that. um, But, you know, it's the same as, you know, postpartum is, it, it's never too late, um, um, and even more so, you you need physical therapy when you do feel as though there's no hope. Yeah. And, you know, um, the one thing to understand is that it's very much like having a knee injury. You know, if you um, injure your knee, it might be a very, um, you know, small injury. So, you know, physical therapy is all you need to to get it back into you know into shape. Um, the next grade of injury might be where oh you know it's pretty severe, but let's do physical therapy and see how it how you know see if it um, you know does what we need it to do. Or the last is where you know it's so you know um, torn that um, you need to have surgery. And it's no different with the with the pelvic floor too. You know the the ligaments that hold up your organs um, may be you know torn, um, and that might be something that you do need to have surgery. And you know a pelvic floor physical therapist would be able to appropriately assess that and and recommend that. In you know in addition to physical therapy, we should help. To you know, find a um, a, um, a physician that might recommend surgery to help you with your uh, problem. Right, and I think uh, in that instance, uh, you know, physical therapy would be something along the continuum. Probably again in a prehab standpoint, and then I'm imagining probably some post-op uh, help yes. as well. Yes. Yes. Um, in fact, um, we were involved in a study um, with a urogynecology um, fellowship that um, showed that um, postpartum or post-surgical physical therapy um, improved recovery um, um, significantly. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it would be in everything we know about treating other surgeries. Uh, you know, if you all of a sudden started doing knee or shoulder surgeries and removed physical therapy from the recovery process, gosh, just think how poorly the outcomes would be. Yes, yes, it is absolutely no different. Um, yeah. Yes. Well, excellent, Kathleen. I think we've given our listeners uh, out there a lot of, of hope of maybe treating some problems that they didn't think were uh, available to be treated. Is Is there anything else you'd want to share based on your experience, uh, you know, to give more hope out there? 
Yeah, um, probably the only other thing is is to realize that incontinence isn't necessarily just urinary incontinence. It's also stool incontinence, um, and, you know, it's no different. Um, you need the muscles to, to hold that in. So if they are experiencing any of that, um, mm -hmm. and then also if there is pain, you know, if mm -hmm. they are experiencing pain in their hips, their lower back, their, um, you know, pelvic floor, um, that pelvic floor physical therapy can help. Yeah. Well, I think that's great. Yeah, I think it's a lot of information. A lot of mothers and women say that there's a lot of things out there that, that no one tells you and that you, you always learn too late. But like we said, it's never too late. And for all the new mothers out there, you know, having their first baby or on their fifth baby, um, all of this kind of stuff can help you down the road. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thanks again for being our guest. And thanks again for all the information. Thanks. Thank you. All, All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. You can find us online at OxfordPhysicalTherapy.com, and you can also find us on our social media pages like Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. Remember, you do not need a doctor's referral to receive physical therapy in the state of Ohio and Kentucky, where we offer double the care for less than half the cost. You can schedule appointments online or stop into any center for a free screen, what we like to call a bee visit. Please write a review, send us a comment or message on our social media platforms. And until next time, keep it moving.